Everybody stop what you're doing, please. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is no better show on your radio. This is Around the House with Eric G. Where's the hammer? From your back fence to the sidewalk, Eric will tell you how to keep it all in tip-top shape while helping you save a buck while doing it. If you like DIY projects, it takes a lot of practice to get good at it. And Eric is here to guide the way. Is it on the, uh, go up on the other floor. Somebody go up there and stop the hammering. All that and more on the fastest two hours of home improvement radio. These are the wrong plans. These are the old plans. Welcome to Stop It! Around the House with Eric G. Welcome to Around the House with Eric G. This is our Pro Insider Special. This is for all of you that are in the trades, whether you're building a house or designing it, or even working out in the retail sector. This is for you. It's a special episode this week. We have Chris Curran from Waterstone Faucet. This is one of my favorite faucet brands. Made in USA, beautiful style, all of that. Well, enough of me talking about it. Let's jump out to Chris. Thanks for listening to Around the House. I've been a fan of Waterstone faucets for years, and as a designer, I've walked past the many showrooms I've been in, and I'll see something and go, this is stunning, and I've fallen in love with it. So what do we do? We bring in Chris Curran from the president of founder of Waterstone faucets. Welcome to Around the House, brother. Hey, thanks, Eric. Really thrilled to be here. Excited to get a chance to talk with you. And thanks so much for being so kind to us and the designs we're doing out there. We love to hear that. Oh, man, there is stuff that uh, it doesn't matter as a designer walking in. I think every designer out there that's listening to the show right now is just kind of nodding their head (laughs) because you guys build some different and stunning pieces. And then it's super high quality as well. And before we get into the cool, pretty stuff, I want to talk about kind of your background of how you came up with this whole Waterstone faucet and kind of the history of it, because I think that's kind of an integral part of this whole story. Sure, sure. We, um, we've been doing it for about 21 years now, and, and we started a long time ago, back in 1999. We were, I was looking for something. I was, uh, I was Naval Academy, Marine Corps, have an engineering background. Um, see, I've got a master's in systems from USC and a law degree. So I got kind of a, a rounded education. Nice. Really, and by the way, thank you for your service, by the way. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. Thank you very much for saying something. And uh, loved serving with the Marines. Uh, you know, once a Marine, you're always a Marine. <laughs> Amen. So I'm a Marine for life. But, yeah, it was a great time. And uh, then we transitioned on over to do something uh, that I wanted to do for a long time. My dad was an entrepreneur, so I was kind of in my blood. And I was looking for something really great that I could sink my teeth into after my service. And I began looking, and I found the opportunity here with Waterstone. There was an old company up above Los Angeles that was selling some assets, and I had it in mind to start my own company, so we bought the assets, and we got, it, we got started. And we started not in the kitchen faucet business, but we started in the filtration business. We started being an OEM supplier to filtration companies like Filter Cold and U.S. Filters. Wow. So we, we, yeah, we got that's we earned our pedigree way back then, <laughs> knowing what we had to do to really make high quality product for the water quality industry. So the materials and the processes were all kind of laid down 
way back then in 99. Ah, so you learned back then what tore things up and yep. what to do and what not to do. And yeah, I can see that that's not a, a huge transition coming out from underneath a sink cabinet to above it. It really wasn't. We And it was actually a pretty cool transition because we were out there trying to sell our product. We were, we were selling diverter valves for filtration systems. That's how we started. That's how the oh, company wow. started. And we were doing those little pull diverter valves that go on the end of faucets that would move you on over to a filtration system. You could have filtered water on top of your counter yeah. inside your house. And that's that was kind of the beginning of Waterstone. And we ran that for about a year and a half, two years, and we were just having such a hard time getting some traction out there. And we were competing with a lot of overseas companies. Sure. Being an American-made company, it was difficult because they were bringing in product for a lot less. And we just were striking out, striking out, having a tough time in the market. But we did have a couple of faucets in the arsenal when I picked up the assets of this old company. We had a couple of old uh, plastic-handled taps that were kind of on the on the side there. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, let's try some, let's try those filter taps. And we began to make those on the production floor. And we got a lot of questions. A lot of people said, hey, can you make these in different colors? And... <laughs> Quite honestly, I, I had very, I mean, we were making a lot of chrome stuff, uh, mm-hmm. but we didn't have very many uh, variety of colors. So I went out on the hunt and started looking for who could do colors for me. Mm-hmm. And when I did that, I ran into a couple of competitive faucet companies that were doing contract coloring or contract finishing and went, where the heck are you selling all these faucets? <laughs> and I got introduced to the high-end decorative kitchen market and that's how I got my introduction and it was that impetus that kind of pushed us and we said I'm going to turn on a dime we're going to stop selling OEMs mm-hmm. and we're going to do some designs we're going to do some really fun things that we could do for the for the kitchen faucet side and I'm going to attack this market and from that moment forward uh, we became a kitchen faucet company and the designs just started flowing it was just fun that's awesome. Yeah, I remember uh, that 99-2000 era is when I actually moved out of eastern Washington and moved to Seattle and, and worked in some very, very high-end stuff at that time. So that was a time that we kind of had the tech bust for a little bit in the Seattle area, and oh, yeah. we had some interesting times during that. So you had to weather some storms doing some kind of troubled times for the high-end market, it seemed. It was. Uh, and I think I had every every bank that I talked, I have the same story that every entrepreneur has. So I completely relate to that. In the very beginning, we did everything that, that they tell you you can do in, in all of the articles. <laughs> you know, you wipe out your credit card, you get another credit card. You wipe out, uh, you know, you call all your friends and family and, and try to see if you can get some quickie loans, anybody that would help you with some money and you pay them back as fast as you can with some interest. And yep. you just, the, the banks just kept saying, you know, Mr. Curran, you're, you're, you're really undercapitalized. I'm going, well, tell me something I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. You can help me fix that, by the way. Exactly. <laughs> they, but they're, they're a little less likely to help you when you really, really need it in the very beginning because it's a scary monster for them. But as you begin to pick up some velocity, then, then they're very, very willing to help you on out. Yeah. There. It's that first hump that you have to get over. It's kind of like, and I always say this is from my, you know, owning businesses and stuff. It's like that first time you hire somebody for your first person for a company. By the time you get to that point, you, you're at the point of realizing that I should have done this six months ago. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And we've hired, I mean, we started the whole business. I think we had like five of us out on the floor when we began the business. So we had that very beginning. And and then as the business began to to show us where we should go, and that's 
that's really what it did. The business began to tell us, look, you've got some really good designs. We love the filtration faucet that you're doing. Um, can you do this? Can you do a hot and cold? Can you do, and we began to, I began to draw. I began to design, which is, I'm a frustrated designer, Eric. I'm not a, <laughs> I, I really am. Love it. I'm, I, I love drawing. I'm a kind of an, I'm a faucet, a self-professed faucet geek. And I got to tell you, that, that part of the business is, is really a lot of fun for me because I can see what I think I'd really like to have out in the marketplace and now we have such a strong structure that I can hand it off to all my guys internally and the gals here that are working, and they can make it come to life. And yeah. that's really fun. That's exciting. The business gets exciting for me in that respect because I get to – the high-end market is just wonderful, and I get to do things that a lot of people can't do. I can visualize something that I think would be really wonderful for the market, and my team can put it together and make it come to life. And that – that is the definition of being an entrepreneur. It's just wonderful. It is. So, and, I, and I've and i noticed that uh, it explains some of your designs because some of the stuff I look at it, I'm like, man, there's such a naval kind of background yeah. to this piece. And and, and, and and as soon as as soon as I heard that you, you had that background, I'm like, that makes sense. Because <laughs> yeah. there's some really super cool things to it that I just absolutely love. And I'm like, ah, there's that inspiration. I got it. I got oh, it. I, I love the Navy. I love all things nautical. And uh, if you notice, some of the names for the faucets were all East Coast names. They were all areas where I grew up uh, going to college at the Naval Academy and, uh, you know, had some pretty interesting times out in a lot of those cities we named. And I thought, ooh, I remember losing some brain cells out there. That yep. was fun. <laughs> yeah. And then we'd, we'd name a faucet that and name it. And those were easy names because – for, for those folks that don't know, it's hard to name a faucet nowadays oh. because everything's protected. Everything is kind of – so when you're looking at faucet names, you really got to be careful. It's kind of a minefield out there. I've so. worked with a lot of manufacturers. I've been in, like, on the Baldwin Design Council. I've worked with cabinet manufacturers. Oh, yeah. I've worked with all these different people, and I think that's the least understood thing out there. Paint manufacturers, everything else – Coming up with a name is probably the hardest part of the process, and half of that's just on the legal side. Absolutely, and you gotta you gotta really be careful, and and you gotta have some good legal counsel, some folks that can really help you out. And in the beginning, we did some really innovative things, and and uh, we were always lucky with names because we were picking pretty pretty open names, and and never had a real big conflict with any of that. That's but, awesome. Uh, in the beginning, it's really helpful to have a great attorneys group that can help you out. But sometimes you can afford to use them in the beginning. Like uh, we couldn't on some of the designs that we did that we could have protected. And then we had, um, I guess it should be considered a, a compliment. I, a lot of people tell me that. <laughs> we, yeah, I know. You know where I'm going. I a do. lot of people. A lot of people follow right on in to to kind of emulate your designs and do what you did if they're not protected mm -hmm. and and we had probably eight to ten different faucet companies do the same thing with some of our filtration faucet designs which yep. i'm fine with that's okay that's just water under the bridge yeah so we we learned from that yep. as we could <laughs> we began to uh protect ourselves with intellectual property and uh when we could afford to do it we were out there with our our patent attorneys and yeah. asking them to help us and get us some protection so that's that, awesome that yeah I, I learned that early on i was standing at kbiz talking to some friends in the wellborn cabinet booth oh yeah and i was standing there with them chit-chatting and a security guy comes up to paul wellborn the founder and goes hey have you seen this paul did you give authorization and it was a company out of china mm -hmm. that had taken their you know 
half inch book of catalog and had beautifully printed it with their name on it, but somehow left the Wellborn family picture on the back of it. Oh no! Really? I that's, mean, it was it was an classic. exact copy of it. I mean, they had taken it and and beautifully replicated it, and then decided to make it their own book. And I would I kind of followed this thing because I'm like I'm going to see how this goes. Security guy walks over with a bunch of people, and I watched them empty out the booth and throw them out of day one out of the biz And I was like, <laughs> wow. That was kind of cool to watch. Yeah, you so. don't hear those stories as often as you'd like to. But, no, uh, but there, I... there are some. And, you know, that's kind of what our industry is really all about. Our, the, the faucet industry is interesting. First off, there are a ton of wonderful, wonderful people that work sure. in the faucet industry. I've met hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them that are just really great people that are trying to get out there and do the right thing, fun to work with. No it's question. a great industry. Um, but there are a lot of companies that support this that are kind of me too kind of companies, and that is a that's an approach that a lot of companies that that enter the market use. They see somebody that really does something innovative, and then they want to kind of copy it because they know that's running really well. They'll go out and copy that overseas and bring it on in, and then try and essentially chase that market down behind you. Yeah. And that is a selling technique, and sure. I, a lot of people are very successful at it. That is not what Waterstone Fossils is. <laughs> no, we, not at we all. We try really hard <laughs> to close our eyes when we design and say, okay, let's let's do something really fun. Let's see what we can do to – because we want people to walk into the showrooms, just kind of like you were saying in the beginning, walk into the showroom, see something that catches their eye, and I want them to catch, I want them to catch our product. I want them to see our product, and I want them to ask, yep. what is that? And that's when I'm hoping the answer comes back. That's Waterstone. That's the top end of the market. Oh, yeah. That's a really fun design. Let me show you that. So, yeah. And one of the things I like point. about you guys, too, though, is that you back it up with made in America stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, this isn't a this isn't a high end product that's that's all coming in from overseas, and and you guys might be putting stickers on boxes and saying it's partially assembled. You guys walk the talk with that. We do, and uh, that's really kind of that's that's also the hard part. I get why people don't manufacture in the United States anymore. It's it's a tough road, and we've been doing it now for 21 years, and the and the business has really matured into. It's really about five different businesses that are out on our production floor. Eric, I wish I could walk you through our floor, but uh, let's do I'll, that sometime. <laughs> I'd love it. Yeah, anytime you're out in the area, come on and see us. I'd love to show you the facility. Yeah. And we do this with a lot of our designers and a lot of our specifiers and salespeople. We try to bring them onto the floor that, so they can actually see a faucet being made. They can see the raw material come in through the back door. They can watch the entire processes, all the CNC machines, because we've got like 30 CNC machines back there that nice. run around the clock. And they, they run all that product on through, and then we make it in through the polishing department. They can see how that entire process is done. We can show them how we prep the product and get it cleaned, and we do electrolytic plating here. We do a full plating function. Nice. We do a full finishing function, full powder coating and clear coating, and... Then we move on into the assembly operations so they can see it being done. And all of our designers, usually when we do tours, we like to have them actually get out there, get their hands on the product, and see how it's put together to understand mm -hmm. what's the difference. You know, what's the difference between a $160 kitchen faucet and a $1,600 kitchen faucet? No kidding. Because it's a big difference. It's a huge difference, and that's why you guys can pull off this stuff so well because – that's where I see so many manufacturers out there kind of fall on their face a bit in places. 
because the finishing's done off-site. It's done by another company. It's done overseas. Yep. Wherever it's done, they don't have control of it in that they can only sit there and basically have to send it back and deal with it. So you guys have it in-house, so they know that if there's a problem or if there's something that comes up, it can be dealt with immediately. Yeah, I, we've you know we've actually set up our technical service teams here so that, I mean, I want when somebody calls, I want them to hear a live voice. I want them to know that we're here in the States. We're here supporting them. And if you've got a problem, we're going to fix it. We're Nordstrom when it comes to that. We're yeah. going to just, we're going to make sure that our customer and our dealer is happy with the resolve. Um, and we've got some really fun, fun people on the phone that love talking with all of our customers out there. And they'll get on the phone with a customer and they're trained to answer the questions that are the tough ones because it's never a professional plumber that calls usually. It's usually the homeowner going, hey, the whatchamat thingy up above the thing that swivels? You know what I mean? Oh, I get these home improvement questions like this all the time. I got this time, sound right? that's yeah. happening. Oh, no, here we go. Our, our folks are experts on understanding the whatchamat dingy question. They're really nice. great at it, and they're fun to talk to, and they fix your problem instantly, which means our return rate for a for a manufacturer is the lowest in the business. We're less than one half of 1%, and we've been out there for 21 years. Wow. And we are lifetime warranties. So wow. we build them to last. We want to make sure that this is the last kitchen faucet you buy for your kitchen. And if you love it, you come back and you buy another one when you're ready to do another kitchen deal. So that's really what we're after. We're trying to let the customer base know that we're here for the long haul, and we're, yeah. we're making high-quality product, and we'll stand behind it. So that's, that's awesome. That's our call. Yeah, there's there's a couple. I'm not going to mention any brands, but there was a big warehouse company out there that was selling a faucet on their shelf at one point that I had more radio phone calls in about a year because whatever cartridge they were using in that was super inexpensive, and they would last about four to six months, and they'd have to take it back, exchange it, and then finally they said, oh, call this number, and people were having to swap out parts every six months to a year in their kitchen faucet under normal use. And it was just like, okay, you saved 50 bucks by doing it that way. Why did you do that? Yeah. You know, you I, get what you pay for with plumbing fixtures. You just that, do. That's that's what we got to train. We were out there talking. We sell to over 1,000 dealers nationwide in Canada, too. And we're out there training all the time. We believe training is a big part of being able to educate our dealers and make sure our customers know exactly who, who is Waterstone. What, what, what do you guys do? Why are you guys so special? And we try to train them and teach them about, about how we make all the designs very serviceable. Everything's serviceable above the deck. Uh, when we're doing all of our design work, we want to make sure it's really easy. When we ship product, Eric, the product is completely assembled in the box so a plumber or an installer doesn't have to take it all apart and reassemble it on the job site because we don't want them to we want them to just snake it right down the hole clamp it back down and then connect in in a hot and a cold side and run it that's really what we're after and so our our faucets are big they're heavy they're strong we have non-compromising materials i never never think about oh 316 stainless steel we run all of our stainless steel as 316. That's that's surgical or marine grade yep. stainless. Don't care what the cost is. 
don't care how difficult it is to machine. I was going to say, it's not the easiest to work with. It's not. And But what I really care about is it's the best for the customer. It is the very best material we can buy to make the faucet so that we don't have problems with finishes and it holds up the best. So that's that's us. That's us in a nutshell. We don't compromise on anything. If there's a great product piece out there, we'll make sure that that's the piece that we use. And making sure that all the materials that we buy are the top grade qualities that we can buy with no concern really for where they're coming from, but they've got to come from the U.S. They've got to be here so that we can maintain our U.S. manufactured label. So we're, we're all about being made here in the U.S., and we're all about high quality. That's the whole company in a nutshell. Man, that is great. That is great. And, you know, it's funny. It uh, It's one of those things that, and I love that you guys fully assemble stuff because, I tell you what, I love my plumbing community out there, but um, the more chances you give for error in the installation process, Murphy's Law says the more it's going to happen. It can. It can. And we have, uh, we have great plumbers, though, you know, because we're selling to high-end showrooms. We're selling to showrooms that understand our market. We're, mm-hmm. we're targeting the top 10% of the U.S., which, which is kind of cool because they're, they don't, they're not suffering a lot of normal problems. They're, they're using professional installers and people that really do know what they're doing. And now that they know our product really well, um, we, we, get, a lot of, we got a, get a lot of feedback from a lot of plumbers and installers that are feeding back to their customers and their dealers and going, oh, yeah, I know Waterstone. I know that, <laughs> that's, that's a cool product. I can get that. I got that one for you. Yeah, they can feel that difference when they put it in. Cause... They can, and it's, it's really good. And we do a lot with, with just how it feels, how the product feels. We're, we're doing some product right now. We're, we're always doing product. So we've got new designs that we're working on. Um, and one of the things that I've t- taught the entire engineering staff is when you're, when you're doing design work, mm-hmm. um, you want to make sure that everything feels great, too. It can't just look good. It's got to feel great and function great. So that's, that's an objective for us. And the valve has to feel really good. It has to feel solid. It has to feel has to feel quality because yeah. that's, that's something that's translated directly to the consumer. They may not know it when they touch it, but they'll, they'll understand it when they use it. They'll, they'll understand that this feels like quality. They may not be able to articulate what it is, but they'll, they'll know it when they touch it, and we're aware of that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I have fallen in love with that Endeavor faucet that you oh, guys have. That's that, fun, huh? Oh, oh, my gosh. That thing is, is – it's even hard to describe when I try to explain it to people when I've talked about it. It's like, wow, this thing is so stunning. It looks like no other faucet out there. Uh, we've got we've got a few more of those. I've I've probably got the next three years where the faucets already kind of drawn out and sketched out with my engineering crew. We have some really fun stuff coming, Eric. We've got um, we've never done bathroom. We've always done kitchen for the last 21 years. We focused on kitchen and tried to be kind of the kitchen provider out there, and that mm-hmm. was our niche. And for the first time, we've been really working hard at putting a full suited set of product together for the bathroom. I'm so excited because I took the stops off from design. Oh no, this is going to be awesome! Oh, Eric, <laughs> it's crazy. It's it's super fun. Um, I've I've exposed it to my own internal team, and they're shaking me off, going, "Can we really make that?" I'm going, <laughs> "Yes, we can." And we're we're moving forward with it, and we'll have that here next year. That's our that's going to be our introductory level into the bathroom lines, and I am so so amped about this it's just <sighs> going to be so much fun 
because the designs are so unique. And, and just like we've tried to do really hard in the kitchen market, we've tried to make ourselves unique. I think we've got a good shot at it for the bathroom market. I think. Oh, I guarantee it. Cause uh, you know, I, I, I'm working on my bathroom stuff now, just getting the, the last little bit of the planning out on it. And I've been out looking at faucets and stuff and there are so many great products out there, but there's nothing out there. That's like, oh, that's it. <laughs> well, and you we guys are the, the, Oh, that's it people. So that's, I, that's I, exciting. Th that's who I'm playing to. We're trying to find that. And the first couple of designs out there, we know that we need to make an impact. We need, we need people to understand, let me show you where I can take you. Let me, let me show you what really what the high end is all about. Let me show you what high quality can do. And let me, let me give you some ideas that can really inspire you as a designer. And you can look at it and say, oh, my gosh, I can see 10 different ways I can use that suite to really have an impactful design on a bathroom. And that's, that's the exciting part for us. We are, we are really charged with that. And I think we got it. I think we got the first suite done. I'm working on the second suite right now. Um, super exciting. Super oh, that's going to be great. That's, gonna ch that's just going to be revolutionary. Are you going to try to be uh, bringing that out at the uh, Kitchen Ambassador this year, or is it going to be I, later I on I don't think year? we're going to have it ready for January. And, yeah. and there's a lot of questioning about what's going to happen at KBiz. I keep hearing different stories. So I would love to. Um, I'll give you a little I, inside track on that, and now people on the radio are going to hear it. Because uh, I'm one of the speakers on the technology side, on the International Building Show side. And uh, cool. from what I'm seeing, uh, unless the government comes in and says, you can't do it, that show is going to happen. That's great to hear. That is great to hear because we, we, we need those shows. We need yep. people to have that, that great exposure. And uh, we love KBiz. We've been out there every year. Just we, just It's just a great show. It's really wonderful. Yeah. So, yeah, I've got my own stage over on the home technology side of things. So I'm, I've, I'm probably going to be giving 16 seminars over there this year. But, wow. uh, yeah, they luckily that building in Orlando, they moved it to Orlando for a couple years. And for people out there listening, they see me share stuff on the radio every single year that I go back and, and on social media. But the show this year is going to Orlando because, you know, they're rebuilding a lot of the stuff down in Las Vegas and, and doing some upgrades to that because they built that huge expansion on. Well, yep. Orlando was smart a couple of years back, I guess, and they put in like UV cleaners and the air system. And so they've got this really perfect situation for having a trade show. Awesome. And and that's going to be good for that this year because I think they're gold certified for, for having a kind of an antivirus trade show this year. So I, I, I'm i going to give it an 80, 80 90% chance this is going to happen this year. Oh, I hope it does. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome because you never know, you know, it's a, it's a weird time. This is a it weird is. time with this pandemic thing and I, I know back in the march april time frame of this year a, a lot of our dealers were just they just didn't know what was going to happen and you know states were shutting down and having a tough time um mm -hmm. but i i think because we sell to so many independent showrooms um, yeah. and we're, we sell to a lot of large group showrooms too but sure. the independents out there those those folks you know they've done it like we've done it we've put we put all of our money and all of our effort into our business, and we don't want to lose our business. We don't. No. We don't want to lose the employee base. Uh, our objective is to keep our employees employed, to keep them in health benefits, to keep them healthy. And I think everybody out there was trying to do the same thing, and we relied on that. And it was really kind of cool to see how everybody said, "Okay, we're going to try and do the right thing," but but we want to we want to make sure that our business doesn't die in the process. We sure. want to keep moving. And they did. They figured it out. They really worked their way through it. And we had we had a one month that was a little slow, 
and then our independents really picked up the ball. They really began to, to do what they had to do out there, and they began to figure out, okay, I'm, I'm going to start... I'm going to start bringing people on in, and we're going to make interviews, and we're going to do that on an individual basis and be safe about it. Yeah. And the business started to to round back up again. And that's I love that about our our business. Our business yeah. is so much fun that way. The people just people are just trying to get their businesses moving. They're trying to do the right thing, trying to protect their people. Um, it's just a wonderful thing to watch when people just say, "Okay, that's enough." Yeah, <laughs> and you guys go. were you guys were naturally positioned, being that everything's being done in house, that you didn't have the importing problems that other companies have had to battle. No, because we did you had not. the you yeah. had the materials right there. We did, and we we actually we actually shut down for two weeks. We we in the very beginning uh, we said, "Okay, we're going to be safe. I want to yep. send everybody home for two weeks." And I want to make sure that we do that 14-day kind of a, a waiting period to make sure. sure that nobody's nobody's got an infection. We did that, and uh, like a lot of other companies out here, did the same thing, except I had every employee come back. Every nice. one of them came back. Everyone, not not. I didn't even have one say, "Oh, I don't know." That I, everybody wanted to come back, and they all were saying. Please don't ever send us home like that. Again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't intend to. Yeah. That was the one and only time. You're all healthy. We spent a ton of money making sure the plant was antiseptically clean with an outside crew. Yep. And then we put in all the normal things you would do in a manufacturing facility uh, to make sure that your your crew is safe. And we made sure that they were safe. Nice. And we haven't had an incident or a problem since. We've got about a well done. 135 employees here in wow. California, and I've got about another 50 out in the field. So we're supporting about 185 families, and um, we have been luckily uh, without any sort of a COVID strike on us, and our crews have been doing great. So nice. our our production just never faltered. We yeah. just kept we kept shipping product, you know, even in, during the two weeks of downtime. Um, my wife and my kids and I and our direct staff were in here doing whatever we had to do. We outsourced our customer service crews to their homes to keep them safe. Yep. We just made sure they were protected. Yeah. And they did. They did a great job. It was awesome. We got man. I got great employees. They're just that's great, great people. Man. It's fun. That that you see, and that's great. And you guys have been able to pull that off. And and that was some forethought for you, kind of looking that way. You know, I mean, when you guys jumped in, and and you who who would have known that uh, these plans of yours would have been smart for this pandemic that came through and hit everybody. No, no, so. no way. We, I, I would like to say that I planned it all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Honestly, brother, I'm just, sometimes, you know, God smiles on you. And yep. I think that's what this was. This was just uh, us being um, blessed and saying, Hey, look, uh, you, you're, you're doing the right thing for your people. You're, you're working hard. Everybody here works so hard and everybody is trying to make the, the best faucet they possibly can on the floor. We talk about it. We've got core values here. We're really a family-run business that's kind of outgrown the family size, <laughs> and we try to keep that feel. Um, everybody feels super supported. We're we're always talking to our crews out there. We're always talking. We're always having discussions about how can we make this company better. What can we do to make this a better experience? If I do my job right, if I do my job right. Anybody that works here that leaves here and and says, okay, it's time for me to make a change, because a lot of people, that's what happens. Sure. They make changes. That's that's part of life. They'll leave here and they'll say, gosh, that was a great experience. That was a really fun company to work for. Um, I learned a lot. Uh, it was great to be on a winning team like that. 
and they'll leave feeling good about the experience they have. That's that's something that we really work hard on. We try to make sure that everybody's having a great experience. We spend more time here than we do at home most of the time. So, you know, just want to make sure everybody feels the same way. That's awesome. Hey, if anybody out there wants to see these faucets that I'm talking about, just head over to their website, which is waterstoneco.com, waterstoneco.com. That's an easy way to find them. And uh, you'll see what I'm talking about when it's just absolutely stunning, artful pieces. And uh, the details that you guys pull off on faucets are absolutely stunning. Thanks, Eric. We're we're working hard at it, brother. We're trying to make it better every day, and we've got more coming. We've got a ton more coming. It's going to be a lot of fun the next few years. We'll be coming to talk about that one when that time comes because I can't wait to get you back on here again. Chris Curran, president of Waterstone Faucets, thanks for coming on today, brother. This, is, uh, this was fun, and uh, we'll do it again when you get those uh, bathroom faucets coming out. Thank you so much, Eric. It's been a pleasure and really enjoyed getting a chance to talk with you. I'd uh, love to do it again. We'll do it. Thanks, brother. All right, man. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this week's Pro Insider Special. This is where we talk home improvement, construction, interior design every single week. Make sure you hit us up on Facebook, Around the House with Eric G, and AroundTheHouseOnline.com. If you have any questions, you can contact us over there. If you want to have something or even talk about you, get a hold of us over there and we'll put you in the show. Thanks for listening to Around the House Pro Insider. Around the House with Eric G is produced by, designed by Eric G in association with Salem Media and distributed nationally by the Sun Broadcast Group. All rights reserved. Copyright 2020 designed by Eric G. We will be back next week. If you missed part of the show, check out the podcast of all of our shows at aroundthehouseonline.com. Remember, measure with a micrometer, mark with caulk, and cut with an axe. Thanks for listening to Around the House.